I want to talk to you about the power of fasting. You know, we hear a lot of preaching, a lot of sermons on prayer, don't we? How many of you heard sermons on prayer? And more sermons on prayer. We hear a lot of sermons on prayer, but not as many on fasting. Not as many sermons on fasting. You know, in Matthew 6, Jesus lays out three powerful spiritual disciplines that will produce tremendous blessings in our life if we'll take the time to practice them. And those disciplines are giving, praying, and fasting. And you know, what I I believe is that it's a lot easier to give and to pray than to fast. Now, you might be a lot more spiritual than me, but as for me and my house, it's a lot easier to give a little bit and pray a little bit than to fast a little bit. Come on, can y'all can y'all relate with what I'm talking about? Fasting is not for sissies. Amen. However, fasting is dynamite. Fasting is a dynamic principle in the kingdom of God. Jesus said in Matthew 6:16, 6, "When you fast, don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do, for they try to look miserable and disheveled." So people would admire them for their fasting. I tell you the truth, that is the only reward they will ever get. But when you fast, comb your hair. Can I get an amen? Amen. Wash your face. Can I get an amen? Then no one will notice that you are fasting except your father who knows what you do in private. And your father who sees everything will, will reward you. That's what Jesus said. These are words of red right here. Amen. Jesus' words. So everyday people around the world are getting rewarded and receiving tremendous blessings from God. Why? Because they've tapped into the spiritual discipline of fasting. See, some people tap into giving. They tap into praying. But they have not tapped into fasting. And while we were doing this survey, you wanted to know, there was a number of people who said, can you... Teach me more about fasting. So this is just a little teaser, if you would. The early church learned to tap in to the spiritual discipline of fasting. In Acts 13 and 1, it says, Among the prophets and teachers of the church at Antioch of Syria were Barnabas Simon, called the black man, Lucius from Cyrene, Manian, the childhood companion of King Herod, and Antipas. That should be Boudreaux right there. And Saul. Amen. And one, verse two, one day as these men were worshiping the Lord and, and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, dedicate Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I've called them. So after more and prayer, the men laid their hands on them and sent them on their way. Now you could see that the early church discovered that there was great spiritual power In fasting. And you know, I liken fasting. I'm just thinking about this right now. That we're in the spiritual battle. We're in this warfare. And we got three powerful weapons that God has given us. To win our spiritual battles. Which is giving and praying and fasting. And we're only using two of the three. If we don't learn to fast. And there's some battles to be won. Some victories to to declare. If we'll tap into the tools that God has given us. Amen. 
Let me quickly try to answer three questions concerning fasting. And then we're going to pray and go home, okay? The first question is, what is fasting? Well, fasting is to deliberately refrain from eating or drinking for a specific period of time for a spiritual purpose. You know, fasting is not not eating anchovies. It's easy for me to fast anchovies, right? I don't eat anchovies, so that's easy, right? So fasting is to deliberately, it means to cover your mouth. It's to deliberately refrain from eating or drinking for a specific period of time for a spiritual purpose. And the question is, well, that sounds like dieting. Is fasting the same as dieting? And everybody that has a, an idea said, no, it's not the same. Well, what's the difference? The difference is in its purpose. Normally when we diet, why do we diet? Purpose of dieting is to abstain from certain foods for physical health, right? We want to get in shape and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, some people use that scripture in Timothy. It says that, you know, physical, physical exercise brings little gain. And they say, there it is. There's my excuse not to exercise. But how many know you can't, you can only go as far with God that your body would allow you to take you. Amen. How many of you know health is very important, right? But the purpose of fasting is to abstain from certain foods for spiritual reasons. Dieting is for health reasons or physical reasons. And fasting is for spiritual reasons. Now, man, there are billions being made every year and people trying every diet there is made known to man and they're coming up with new ones because they know everybody's going to try it. And they're trying to diet. And there are lots of people dieting, which is great because America is the most obese nation in the world. So it's good that we... We diet and we try to take care of our bodies. Am I right, saints? But man, wouldn't it be great if the body of Christ would put as much effort into fasting as they would dieting? Man, what might happen? Maybe God would turn our nation around. Maybe we would see violence go down in our city. And see so much crime. Maybe we would see breakthroughs in our families, in our homes, our neighborhoods. If we'll just tap into the dynamite of fasting. Amen. Now, why should we fast? What's the purpose? Well, the primary purpose of fasting, as I see it, is primarily to humble yourself before God. Psalm 35, 13, David said, I humbled myself with fasting. If you fasted, you know that that'll humble you, right? That'll humble you. It's hard for you to walk out, walk around like you're the cock of the walk when you've been starving your flesh. You tend to want to hold your hat in your hand and be, have a soft voice. Fasting will humble you. Fasting is a way to humble yourself before God. And God always rewards those of us who humble ourselves before him. And the scripture says that if we will do that, we'll reap the reward of it. Amen. Years ago, Brother Francis wrote a book and he called it. uh, I know there was one one running of the book. I don't know if it's still called that. 
might be relative humility or something. But he entitled the book, The Way Up is Down. The Way Up is Down. Now, we think the way up is to get on a ladder, climb on somebody's shoulder, run over somebody, take advantage of situations. That's the way you get up. But the principle of the book is the way up is down. Down where? Down on your face before God. The way up is to humble your heart before God. And the Bible says if we'll do that, See, the whole thesis of the book is that we will voluntarily lower ourselves in humility before God. Then God will voluntarily raise us up by showering us with his blessing and favor. Come on. How many of you think that sounds good? Isn't that sounding good? First Peter 5, 6 says, humble yourselves under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up. In due time, how many of you know God always rewards those who humble themselves with fasting? Are y'all hearing me out there? If you have ears to hear, can you hear what I'm saying? Now listen, your flesh wants to go to the potty right now. Your flesh hoping your phone might ring so you can exit the building. Because your flesh don't want to hear about fasting. Your flesh don't like fasting. That's why we need to talk about it. Because it's our flesh that's robbing us of the deeper things of God. Amen. So let me talk about five blessings that can come from fasting. There, there's a whole lot more. I'm just going to give you just to kind of whet our appetite a little bit. How many of you know fasting helps you grow spiritually? It helps you grow spiritually. Now. I realize whenever I just said that, some people don't see the need to grow spiritually. Well, it's just like this. You're in a war, whether you like it or not. It's an unseen war. It's in an invisible realm. We have an adversary, an enemy, and his goal is to take us out. He's trying to take our city, our soul. And so whether we like it or not, we're in a war, right? And so we have to fight these battles every day. Now, if you are a weak if you are a weak person, you're not going to win too many battles and your city is going to be taken over by the adversary. But the stronger that you get, you're going to win more battles and you're going to defeat the enemy and he's going to have to find another city to take over because yours is going to be off limits. But it has everything to do with how strong you are spiritually. And see, sometimes we live in the gutter in defeat because we haven't taken the time to build ourselves up spiritually. Now, I'm in a vein right now that I want to encourage you and challenge you. Don't let the enemy keep beating you upside the head. Rise up, man of God, woman of God, and grow yourself spiritually. Amen? And one of the ways we do that is by covering our mouth and fasting before the Lord. James 4, 6 says this, but God, but he gives us more grace. How many of you want more grace? I like grace and I want more grace. That is why the scripture says, God opposes the proud, but he gives what saints? To who? The humble. He gives grace to the humble, not the proud. He opposes the proud. 
He, you ever see somebody, you know, Miss Babs and Brother Francis tell that story about Miss Babs when she had red hair. She's not like that anymore because she don't have red hair. But when she had red hair, she'd get mad at Brother Francis and she'd come fighting at him, you know. And he would just put his arm, his big old long, big old hand and arm on her forehead and she would be swinging and couldn't touch him. Right? Now, wouldn't it be terrible if God put his head, hand on your head while you trying to make hay? Are you trying to do better and God's opposing you because you're operating in pride and not humility? Wouldn't that be terrible? God opposes the proud, but he gives more grace to the humble. There's a place of pride and there's a place of humility. Fasting helps you get in the place of humility. Grace means to have God's divine influence upon your heart and his reflection in your life. In other words, fasting causes you to grow spiritually and become more and more like Jesus. Amen? Is it cold in here? I see some of you shriveling up right there. Number two, fasting allows you to experience financial breakthroughs. Anybody ever experienced financial problems? Do you realize that sometimes financial problems has nothing to do with your skill level, but everything to do with a spiritual barrier that's standing in your way? You see, sometimes we're godly people, but we think only in terms of natural thoughts. But, you know, Joel 2.15 says, Blow the trumpet in Zion, declare a holy fast, call a sacred assembly. Verse 19 says, The Lord will reply, Look, I'm sending you grain and new wine and olive oil, enough to satisfy your needs. The prophet Joel was speaking to a people who was suffering because their crops were failing. And he said, why don't you proclaim a fast, a solemn assembly, humble yourself before God. And the Lord is going to reply by sending you new grain, new wine and olive oil. I think that's a picture of God breaking spiritual strongholds of lack and poverty off our life. Amen? Come on, I believe God wants to prosper us more than we are right now. Not so that we can get, spend it on ourselves and suffocate ourselves with stuff, but so that we can be a greater blessing in the kingdom of God. Amen? Number three, fasting can give you freedom from spiritual, emotional, and mental bondages. You know, Isaiah 58, 6 says, Is this not the fast which I choose to loosen the bonds of wickedness, to undo the bands of the yoke, and let the oppressed go free and break every yoke? Listen, sometimes we get enslaved by spiritual, emotional, and mental bondages without realizing it. We're struggling with anxiety and with fear, and, and we're struggling with, with worry, and we got these things going on in our life, and we can't understand what the are. Sometimes it's just a spiritual oppression that's over our lives, but when we learn to fast, sometimes we get a breakthrough, and we get some freedom and liberty in our lives. But some people never, never experience that because they never tap in to the principle of fasting. Fasting can improve your overall physical health. We're not fasting for dieting, but how many of you know it improves your physical health? Pastor Kelly, I'm sorry to bother you, but I see people covering up all over. I think we might need to lower the AC a little bit. 
Last week, whenever I got off the platform, Tanya's like, you need to leave. She didn't say this, but I paraphrased. You need to leave that thermostat alone. You know, you're hot up there and I'm freezing up here. That jacket, you ain't wearing a jacket anymore. (laughs) Well, listen, how many of you know that sometimes, man, our health, we give our body a break and our health, our body gets a chance to recover. And and Isaiah 58 says, is this not with the fast which I choose? Verse 8, then your light shall bring forth like the morning and your healing shall spring forth speedily. We've had testimonies in here where God has just turned people's physical health problems around just by fasting before the Lord. Amen. Come on. Are y'all with me today? And then number five, fasting allows us to subdue our flesh, giving the Holy Spirit more control of our lives. Romans 7, 18 says, I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. Can I get an amen right there? When you think about it, it's our flesh that gives us the most problems in our life. I mean, you know, we we can blame it on a host of other things and other people. But really, the main cause of most of our problems is our own flesh. Some of you not convinced yet. Listen to this. Galatians 5, 19. Now the deeds of the flesh are evident which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, dispute, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these. Amen? The bottom line is the more our flesh dominates our life, the more problems we're going to have in life. The more our flesh rules our life, the more problems it's going to cause us. Our flesh will do us in. Think about it. Think about it like Esau who gave up his birthright for a little bowl of soup. And you think about Adam and Eve lost the position of paradise over one little fruit. But it wasn't the fruit, it was their flesh, right? They were tempted to over, to, to indulge the flesh. But now the good news is that through fasting, we can subdue our flesh, allowing us to live a spirit-filled life. Amen? Hey, listen, the more spirit-filled we are, the better our life is going to be. Are y'all still with me or did I lose you yet? Galatians 5.22 says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Doesn't that sound great? How many of you think that sounds a lot better than that other list we just read? Amen. How many of you read to live in verse 22 and 23 than verse 19? Amen. Of course. But you know, fasting allows our flesh to get subdued. Listen, you just mentioned the word fast and your flesh starts screaming. Right? Your flesh, man, is just like, goodness gracious, our flesh. I tell you this. If we could get a, if we could get control of our flesh in a greater way, we will enjoy life in a greater way. It's our flesh that gets us angry. It's our flesh that breaks up marriages. It's our flesh that causes us to have strife everywhere we go. It's our flesh that, that just lusts after everything around us where we're never satisfied and content in life. It's our stinking flesh that gets us into all kinds of trouble. Amen. My flesh and your flesh, it ain't good. Amen. So we need to subdue that, that dude. And we do it through fasting. Now, let's conclude. How do you fast? How do you fast? 
Well, if you've never fasted, you got to start slow. Now, I just heard somebody say, I can't fast because I'm on medication. And that, my friends, is a lie straight from hell. See, you can you can take medication and not drink Dr. Pepper. And your flesh won't like it. Amen. Come on now. I just got to meddling with somebody. Amen. I might have missed your drink. Maybe it's Coca-Cola. Amen. But isn't it true? You can. You can fast. But if you've never fasted, I remember I remember somebody, uh, this brother came to church and Brother Francis said, okay, we're going to fast. He had just gotten here. and We're going to have a week of prayer and fasting. Well, he didn't know no better. He just thought, well, fasting, you cover your mouth and you don't eat. And he had never fasted before. And by about the sixth day, just drinking water, that dude was about to die. You know, he's like, oh, my goodness. I don't know about this Christianity stuff, man. I don't know if I can survive it. And then he found out, oh, oh, like that's pretty, you know, that's that's pretty strong. You know, that's that's not necessarily the way that you start. But but let me just let me just encourage you today. You know, I've learned that you have to slowly tame your flesh. You got to slowly tame it because your flesh don't want to be tamed. Your flesh don't want to give up control. So you got to sneak up on him. You got to sneak up on him. You know, there are four different kinds of fasting. There's the Daniel fast, which is when you just stay away from fancy foods like meats and sweets and, and fancy foods. But there's the partial fast when you eat a reduced amount of food like like, you know, instead of eating three meals, you might just eat two meals a day. Or instead of eating three meals, maybe one meal a day. And then there's the the um, the, the juice fast when you, you don't eat any solid food, just juices and water. And then there's the complete fast when you just drink only water. And, you know, you know, I don't recommend somebody that's never fasted to drink only water unless, you know, you like the brother that I just described. You're just so crazy. You go for the gusto. Amen. And we'll be praying up here to pray for you. You know. But you know what? You know what I found is that. You know, even if you will just like get get off the fancy foods. Your flesh is going to cry. Your flesh is going to say, I'm dizzy because you didn't drink that Dr. Pepper. And that Dr. Pepper is killing you anyway. Come on, are y'all with me out there? But that's our flesh. That's our flesh, man. He don't like to be killed. But I'm telling you, if we will take this serious, saints of God, it'll improve our life. But you know, listen, I found if you eat three meals a day, you can make it four hours and miss a meal. I promise you, you can. Amen. And if you got to take some medication and you need a little something in your stomach, let it be a little something. Amen. And then if you can get one meal down and your flesh will submit to that, go for the two meals a day. And I'm telling you, by the third or fourth day, you keep trying to skip some meals. It's not going to seem like, you know, you're going to get, you're going to miss that meal. And by the time you get to that next meal, you're going to feel like you ate two meals in that meal to make up for the meal that you passed up earlier. When I'm telling you, just, just keep working on your flesh. And eventually it's going to start submitting. 
It's going to eventually it's going to start laying down. And it's going to start losing its hold on your life. Amen. But here's the key. You got to start gradually and slowly. And tame your flesh. Deprive it until it quits dominating your life. And I, I tell you what you can look for. You can become more of a crazy person than ever before when you start fooling with your flesh. Oh, you're going to you're going to get you're going to get angrier than you ever have before. Oh, you're going to want to pull somebody's head off. Oh, my goodness. Your flesh is going to be so upset it's going to look be looking for a fight. But just recognize it's your flesh don't want to submit. And after you pull somebody's head off, apologize. Put their head back on and apologize. Say, oh, that's my stinking flesh. Amen. I'm sorry. My flesh is is ruling me. And I want to bring it under submission. But I'm telling you, after you work on it a little while, you're going you're gonna to enter in a level of peace. You're going to find your anxiety level begin to fall off. And you're going to begin to you're going to begin to experience the love of God, the presence of God, like you've never experienced it before. It's our flesh that don't want to submit to God. It's our flesh that wars the spirit of God. But when we get that flesh into control, brothers and sisters, we will tap into the blessings of God. Are you all with me out here? So now. When you start fasting, you're going to smell hamburgers on billboards. You're going to smell the odor, I'm telling you. But it's worth the effort. Jesus said, when you fast, not if you fast. Jesus said, if you fast, I'm going to reward you. And Jesus don't lie. Amen. Now, let me conclude with this. You know, for the past, I don't know, it has to be close to 30 years, if not 30 years, coming 2015. Brother Francis always brought the church into a week of prayer and fasting. That's where I learned to fast under Brother Francis and Miss Babs' leadership. I'm so glad that they were willing to teach me about fasting. Fasting has changed my life. Fasting has allowed me to receive blessings that I otherwise would have never been able to receive. I thank God for Brother Francis and Miss Babs teaching me how to fast. Amen. For the last several years, we've done 21-day fast. But we decided we're going to go easy on y'all this year. We're going to do 20 days. No, just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. We're going to do seven days of prayer and fasting. But you know, listen, every time we pray and fast, we have prayer meetings morning, noon, and night. You know, we have a little scattering of people. Because a lot of people in the church, they just listen to this sermon. They just say, oh, yeah, I know about that. And off they go. But can I challenge you, saints? Remember all those stats we talked about earlier and the things we've been able to do as a church? Do you think fasting for 21 days has anything to do with 300 and 300 plus people giving their lives to Christ? Huh? 
Do you think it has anything to do with the fact that we've been able to meet, reach our congregation, our community in the world? Of course it is. It's directly connected. Amen. And I know God is going to bless each and every one of us. But listen, we're going to have our Christmas service next Sunday. And I want to encourage you to invite people to come to our Christmas service. Amen. And then the following service or the following Sunday, a lot of people out for the holidays. So we're going to have a standalone service. But when we come into January, starting January the the 5th, we're going to go into a week of prayer and fasting. And we're going to fast morning, noon and night. And we're going to pray morning, noon and night. And we're going to seek the Lord. Amen. One week. One week. If you read Isaiah 58, part of the fast is quit doing what you want to do. Quit doing your own schedule and submit your schedule to God. And if we will give God our first, he's going to bless the rest. Come on, I need a better amen. Come on, I believe God has greater things in store for us. Family Life Church. But let's go after God. Amen. Let's take the week serious. Begin mentally preparing right now. Amen. Start talking to your flesh right now. Come January, buddy. You're going to have to put the cheesecake up. Amen. Come January. The Dr. Pepper's going to go on the shelf. Amen. And let's go after God. Now, let me just mention as we as we just commit this time to the Lord. There's there's a couple of books that we hold that we carry in the resource center. The Circle Maker. I know some of you have read it. It's a tremendous book about the power of prayer. And then Fasting by Jensen Franklin. Their church has done this. They have all kind of testimonies and stories in there. The, the first year we introduced this book to the church. Man, we were supposed to do 21 days fast fasting. And the congregation said, we're doing 40. Todd, are you coming? It's like, well, I guess I got to go. I'm the pastor. You know, but I'm telling you, all kinds of spiritual breakthroughs, all kinds of spiritual breakthroughs. But I just want to tell you about these. And, you know, right now you could get it here. You could get it in the bookstore. But um, uh, if somebody could let the resource know, I I want to really, I don't know. We're going to sell these for five dollars a copy if you don't have it. okay? because and we only have like 20 or something. So. You know, don't don't get don't let your flesh get in a fight out here in the front of the resource center. All right. We're going to try to get some more if we have to. But I just want to listen. I'm just trying to share my heart with you as much as I can. It's easy to be spiritually apathetic and complacent. You know, whatever's good is good. But we can't allow ourselves to be lured to sleep spiritually. We got to pull ourselves up by the bootstrap and say, man, I got to I got to press in for God. And as we start 2015, I want to encourage you. Let's go after God. Let's give God our first. Let's take a week and pursue God like we've never pursued him before. Amen. And then the Monday following, we're going to have a ladies night and we're just going to minister to the ladies. On the Tuesday, we're going to have a men's night and we're going to have a men's ministry time. And then on a Wednesday, we're going to have an overflow and we're going to worship and praise God as the light of God comes upon us. And we're going to declare the goodness of God in the land of the living. Amen. Come on, stand with me. Let's commit to the Lord. Come on. How many of you are in? Come on. Don't listen to your flesh. Listen to your spirit. How many of you are in? 
Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, let's do this, saints. Let's pray. Father in heaven, God, we commit ourselves, we commit this time to you. God, I know that you have greater things in store for us. I know that, God, you got greater spiritual blessing. I know that there are strongholds that are going to be coming off of families and coming off of lives. Lord, I believe today in the name of Jesus that by your spirit you're stirring our heart. And that, God, you're causing us to have a hunger for God and a thirst for God like never before. And, God, I pray, Lord, even now for the grace that we need to be able to cover our mouth, abstain from food so that we can go after God in a greater way than we've ever gone after Him before. Lord, I pray the blessing and favor and grace of God over the church of God today in the mighty and the strong name of Jesus, I pray. And everybody that agreed shouted and said, Amen. 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 Well, make plans. Get ready. Amen.